You are listening to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. Is it time to renovate your house, but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing? This is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears. Or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like I do. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations. You can learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. Today's episode is a renovation story, and my guest is Teresa Youngkin. She's a leadership coach who I met at She Podcasts conference in Arizona recently. She's a storyteller by nature who enjoys the creative process of putting a team together to renovate a house. And she shares lessons learned through four major renovations over the years and how she found the deeper meaning in taking things apart to build a better life. The way I like to have these conversations is think about just how I would be talking to someone at a party. And you and mm-hmm. I actually met at a party and you were you starting to tell me your renovation stories. And I asked you just, wait, wait, hold on. You want to come on the podcast and tell me, tell me stories. So here we are. So. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think it, I think what grabbed you was, I said, in my very first remodel, my husband died. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a little shocking. (laughs) That's unusual. It doesn't, it doesn't, I haven't run into that before during the renovation. Yeah. And um, I'm not, I'm not at a later stage in life either. So mm. it's not like we we did this and, you know, we were at that age when it was going to, like when it was eminent. Right, right. But, yeah, um, you were young. Weren't you 30 or something, you said? Yes. That's My husband right. was 36. Mm. I was 38. He liked him older. I liked him younger. It all worked <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, not that much older or younger, but okay. Yeah, it works, it you works. know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so our first remodel... Um, when he was 31, he was diagnosed with primary brain cancer, mm. and we knew that that was the terminal um, diagnosis. And we had lived in Oregon at the time, and uh, our families were in on the East Coast, and they were, you know, in uh, the Southwest, and we had to figure out what we wanted to do. So he said, you know what, let's go back to where your parents are because, you know, you're going to be there with the kids. And so we did that and we bought this really great um, one story ranch because at the time he had suffered a stroke after a surgery and he was in a wheelchair and it just, it worked out perfectly. Mm. And uh, we were looking for houses near my parents. My parents said, hey, you know, we've been looking around and we found this really great house. And I said, really? And they said, yeah, would you guys mind living together? And I was like, huh, that's interesting. With your parents? With my parents. And uh, it was it was really cool because the way that they sold it was they said it's big enough that you'd have to go looking for people. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can go get lost and not have to, to run into somebody. And it was. And it was lovely. And, and we moved into it and it was pretty old school. It still had like the green shag rug from the seventies and, um, a million doorways. I, I, there was a doorway and a light switch coming out of every room. Mm -hmm. It was really kind of crazy. So, um, we lived there for gosh, um, almost four years and, uh, he ended up passing away, but it was the funniest thing. So, Maybe four months before he decided that my late husband decided that he really wanted to do this remodel. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Like, this is crazy. Like, we know that we're kind of at the at the end of this. And he said, you know, I just really want to do this. And I said, OK, because how do you tell a dying person? No. 
Right. So we decided to, and it was his project. He hired the contractor. He did all the things, and he was a super gregarious guy. He was an entertainer. And the funniest thing was that the contractor ended up, he and the contractor ended up being friends. Like they, like they, I'd come home, they'd be chit-chatting, I'd be like, where's the work? <laughs> and um, lesson number one, don't don't hire a companion for your spouse <laughs> when you're looking for somebody to do some work on your house. And right. um, so we were in there and, um, you know, every day I was like kind of cracking the whip saying, you got to get this work done. And then all of a sudden I found myself in a William Faulkner novel as I lay dying because it was nothing but saws and, and hammers. And my poor husband at the time was like, you know, like the noise is it, it hurts my head. Mm. And I was like, I know, but we can't just stop. We're, we're in the middle of this. And, you know, we had gotten rid of bulkheads and taken out cabinets. And one of the things that we really wanted to do was to have an open floor concept because the house that we were in was a ranch built back east with lots of doorways and cut off rooms. And we wanted something open. And that's what my husband wanted. He wanted he wanted West Coast living on the East Coast. So it really was a... Um, I think it was his last act of caring is what he wanted to do was to make sure that we were okay. Mm. So we go through the project. Um, the contractor shows up periodically here and there. You know, he's he loves hanging out with him. And um, unfortunately, my husband passed away on a Tuesday. Mm. And uh, I, you know, I our friends come over, you know, as people do. Your community rallies around you. And um, I look up and I, I see him in the doorway. And he's like, uh, I think I'm going to go now. And I was like, oh, no, you are not. I was like, I'm going to have like 200 people here this weekend on a sa- on Saturday for this funeral. And David's last words were, finish the floor. And oh, no, seriously? <laughs> Wait, so the, the contractor said he was going to leave? Like yes. He was like, okay, well, I guess uh, this thing has happened. It's, I yeah. got to go. I got to go. Like, I'm mm. feeling really uncomfortable. And uh, I, he looked at me and I was like, you will go back and you will finish out the day. Because it was like in the afternoon. So he went back and, and true to his nature, he came back every day. And um, the community rallied around us and everybody pitched in and we got the remodeling done before the funeral on Saturday. Are you kidding? You finished it all up in four days or something? Yes. It was the first time I had ever laid um, wood floors. <laughs> like everybody jumped in because we just knew. It, it, it was, um, when I look back on it, it was a cathartic event. Mm. And it was super cathartic, not just for me, and it wasn't transformational just for me, it was transformational for my community. It was a way for people um, to feel okay about what happened, and to participate and to try and be part of a solution to a problem. And it was absolutely wonderful. And I love that house. And um, it was, you know, it, it turned out the way that David wanted it. And I am super thrilled, and we ended up um, selling the house. I was I found a great guy on the internet, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and we bought a second house. We bought a house. We got married, and wait, wait, um, hold on, Teresa, sure. back up. So you found a guy for yourself, not for the house. I was, oh yeah, I no, was no, no, no. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> you found a, a guy for the house. Okay, yeah. Where so, was this house? Uh, this was in. Uh, it was in near Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. So then you found a guy and then you got a second house. Yes. And then we moved, we moved a couple hours away and he and I decided that we really wanted to do some investing. So we 
were looking around. We were between two houses while we were engaged. And it was between this, like a smaller house closer to the hospital, which was like prime property, or it was this other house on the other side of the tracks. Um, and we decided, I, I took a look at both and said, you know what, I think we need to go for the bigger one across the tracks. It was an old 1890s farmhouse. Hmm. And it had been chopped up into a double on one side and a downstairs apartment and an upstairs apartment on the other side. So in addition to it being like old and historic, it was kind of cool because we had secret passageways and people loved to come visit. Um, We looked under the house and I grew up in the military. So when I looked underneath the house and saw that it was on a stone foundation about passed out, I was Mm -hmm. like, how how could we live here? And um, structurally... Oh, is that bad? Oh, you mean like a fieldstone foundation? Yeah, fieldstone. I had never seen anything like that. I lived in military housing and then suburbs. So they didn't do that at military housing, I guess. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, you get used to it after a while. Right. So uh, it was a neat house and um, we renovated that one. And, you know, every time that we we did, every time that we found something, it strengthened the relationship because we really, um, the first thing was, is we, there were these doors to nowhere. They were like like doors from the inside just out from the second story, like into mm. nowhere. Like we we were calling it the the moon door from like Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's what we felt like. Yeah. <laughs> door like doorways to nowhere. And of course, uh, that's just a part of trying to meet the egress. Um, well, that's not very safe, though. You just open the door and fall out. <laughs> just fall two house? stories down. Yeah. Maybe you'll get safe. caught by the by the uh, metal roof underneath on the porch. Yeah. But um, it was a really interesting house. Uh, we had it completely remodeled because it was very, very old school. Um, it hadn't been remodeled probably since the late 60s. So mm. we came in and we, we kind of tore everything down. We had horsehair and plaster walls, which was really neat. Um, the heating was, that, that was interesting. Because <laughs> back then they didn't have a whole lot and we didn't have um, fireplaces. Mm. We had one one chimney, but it the fireplace had been all um, uh, covered over. That's what I'm looking for. So um, we soon after we remodeled, we had gone away for the weekend and came home. And it looked like an alien had landed in the kitchen because the drop ceiling had fallen and it was nothing but can lights and wires hanging all over the kitchen. Oh, no. What we came to find out was that there was a slow leak from the tub upstairs, and thank goodness we had never filled the tub to sit in it, or mm-hmm. the cast iron tub would have come through the whole ceiling mm. into our kitchen. Oh, no. And um, when they took a look up there, the contractor realized that um, the support beam had been cut. Yeah, that's so common. That is so common. It's so common that I tell people never jump in a tub. Like, don't jump up and down in an old house in the tub, because it's going to fall through. It's going to fall through. So it was um, super, super interesting. And um, we I found out a lot of things that I did not know. Like we learned a lot along the process. And um, we learned that sometimes you need to have a skinny plumber. Sometimes you need a fat plumber. <laughs> because skinny Wait, plumbers. Skinny plumber. Okay. When do you need a skinny plumber? You need a skinny plumber when you're in a very old house and people have built things so that only the skinny plumber can wiggle in underneath Mm. the cabinets and between the walls. Okay. So (laughs) then I can't imagine when you would need a a chubby plumber. Um, You know what? The chubby plumber is the dude with the the good skills. So we had both. (laughs) Okay. So he has good skills, but not not good for tight spaces. But not for tight spaces. So... um, 
we we laughed a lot about that and, and we actually kept the we kept the fat plumber when we moved to our third house so <laughs> um it was it was a really it was a great place but you know like that house we always said was like the building block of our relationship it was like we could suffer we could um we could do anything together. That was mm. teamwork. When yeah. we first moved into that house before the remodeling started, um, it was five of us in a two-bedroom, one bath, and a kitchen that had a table in it for all of us. Mm. We were in the teeniest, tiniest room ever. They were probably eight by ten. Wow. Okay, so um, talk about blending a family. <laughs> we were in each other's skin. Yeah. <laughs> so this, is, so, this was you and your husband and his kids and your kid. Yes. Either way. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of people in a tiny space. In a tiny space. And so, um, but we're all super very close now. You know, it's been, it was a good thing. It was, it was a really good, um, it was a good journey. After a couple of years, we decided that, you know what, it was time to move on up and move on out. So we decided to turn that into an investment property and we loved it. And everybody who came in absolutely loved having the cool things happening and the pass throughs and all the fun stuff. Um, we had a realtor that we had been friends with and she said, she called us up on a Tuesday. And my life happens on Tuesdays, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, she called us on Tuesday and said, hey, you know, I know this this person is getting ready to put their house on the market. Do you guys want to come look at it? And we were like, sure. And uh, we walked through the door and it was ours. It was, mm. we, like, I'm sure that other people have walked into a property and just thought, this is us. Yeah. And it was us. And we didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, we did have to put in um, a bedroom downstairs, bathroom into the basement because it wasn't big enough for all five children to each have their own rooms. So, of course, you know, we're all we're trying to get things together. So we did that. And um, it was really, really interesting. It it was our house. It felt like ours on the inside, like the things that we could do. Mm-hmm. But coming up to it, it wasn't our personality. And that was our first um, large landscaping project. Hmm. We decided that we wanted to take this colonial and kind of revamp the outside and make it a little bit more modern than it was. So, so you did that with the landscaping or do you mean with you know the windows and other things having to do with the house itself? Um, we did it with the landscaping, hmm. just with the landscaping. The front of it was real pretty. It was. What, what did you do? Um, we ended up tearing off the front porch and making circular front porches on the front. We pulled up all the bricks and um, relayed a new uh, brick walkway. Uh, one of the things was that our the step up into into the mudroom into the house was super high. The ground had settled, so then we put like a brand new step there and um, tore everything out and made it ours. We put in lots of... Um, new beds and plants and things that were more reflective of us and not so much the last people we tore down the we tore down the back of the the deck that was on it it was um it was in horrible disrepair and needed to go so we took all that out and then um designed we drew out and designed we actually like took out the yield protractor and drew circles to map out what we wanted and did spray paint and strings and old fashioned the whole way and uh, ended up doing in the backyard um, three circles that merged together. On the left side, we put in gravel and a wood fire pit and a stone wall to sit on for the kids hmm. so that they could do s'mores. And the grown-ups got the larger circle in the middle with the gas fire pit and the pergola. And on the side, we put in a um, uh, an area for my husband to put his grill. Hmm. So 
Um, that sounds great. You know, like actually marking it out on the ground really helps a lot because you can see how much space you are allocating to the different parts. So that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. So we uh, we did that and learned how to calculate um, how much stone you would need to fill these areas. Um, I did know that there were so many different types of stone mm-hmm. and yeah. how many, <laughs> you know, how many tons they were in shovelfuls. You can <laughs> you can count. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, it was a joint project between our landscapers and ourselves to kind of to 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 do all of the work. So um, we got that and we absolutely loved it. And then finally, at the very, very, very end, um, as life would have it, we ended up selling that house when our last child went to college and we sold everything. We went to Scotland for two weeks. We Hmm. came back and moved in with our parents. (laughs) Okay, so was was that the end of the um, the housing? The housing no. renovations? No? No, there's no. more? We actually, we just renovated our last house in Virginia. When we came back, we purchased a house in Virginia with my parents who live there. And we purchased a home in Arizona with my in-laws. And they live in our Arizona house. And we go back and forth so that we can be with them and spend time with them. So every six to eight weeks, we travel back and forth between the two houses oh. and um, get to spend time with our with our parents. Oh, that's great. So that's perfect. They live in the house. So you don't have to worry about it being vacant while you're gone. Exactly. They get some time to themselves while you're with the other parents. Yeah. You are yeah. never person non grata in yeah. there because just about the time you start getting sick of one another, it's time to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. So did you have to renovate those two houses too? Uh, not the one in Arizona. We did in the one in Virginia. So um, it had been the home of a... Um, a husband and a wife, they were, they were middle-aged and she had passed away from breast cancer. And so um, when we purchased the house, he'd been living there and decided it was time for him to move on. And the funniest thing is, is he married the lady across the street. So he didn't mm. go very far. <laughs> and so, you know, it's always kind of nice to have the homeowner around if you've got questions about things. Um, one of the things that this house came with was geothermal. Mm, uh, we wow. haven't had we haven't had a system like that before, so it's kind of nice to have him there to kind of explain things. Um, but it's very interesting when we started doing work on the house that he was like, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" Because I think he still felt a little bit of ownership, and that's where mm-hmm. he had raised his children, yeah. even though he had moved on. And um, <clears throat> my mom had talked about having, you know, like she'd wake up in the middle of the night and there would be a woman standing in the room. Yeah, huh. And uh, it happened a couple of times. And the last time was about six months ago. And she was like, I jumped out of the bed and I told her to get out, get, you know, like you don't belong here anymore. Mm. And what we figure was, it's probably our, our, the last, um, the woman who had lived there before kind of coming back. Yeah. And we were like, dude's across the street. <laughs> He's not here. You're going to have to go find him somewhere else. He's with the lady who lives across the street. Exactly. Don't know if you knew her. <laughs> So, uh, so we ended up, uh, my mother is from Panama. And one of the old sayings that people say is when you have visitors who come that you don't want anymore, you clean your house. And that means that you pull out all the old carpet Mm. and you pull and you paint the walls. So we ended up doing that in our home. And it's a, to get the lady to not come back, to not come back so that they don't recognize the place anymore. Okay. So we did that, and uh, we ended up upstairs. Um, we This house has got two masters, a master downstairs, and we have a master upstairs. The master upstairs was still very 90s. Um, we had pink tile. 
um, just it needed to be revamped. So we ended up redoing that one and um, pulling everything out. And you know what? Ikea is amazing. I have Ikea to say. Ikea is amazing. I love Ikea furniture. We redid a completely modern uh, bathroom and master bedroom. We took out all the closets. It's one big wide open space where we can live and enjoy ourselves. And uh, the bathroom is um, absolutely balls. I don't know if people know, but you can buy uh, lights that go up and that um, change color and they connect your Bluetooth speaker. So now we have a dance party in the bathroom <laughs> when you need one. <laughs> when, when don't you need one? Well, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so we redid that. So we, um, we finished that one and it has been... Um, really kind of awesome we have not had any visitors since all the work's been done I was so ask. yeah nope no more visitors is there a name for that or is there a word for um, cleaning out your house when when the get rid of the visitors i don't know my mom just says that's what the old people say and that's just what you do that makes and sense I take her for her word <laughs> she hasn't steered me wrong yet yeah so um well, i'm glad that worked yeah, but I have to say that um, when we had the work done on the second remodel, just we we decided to hire a younger couple who was just getting started. Um, you know, there's a million and one shows on television now where everybody's like a remodeler. Um, they they really they didn't give us a contract beforehand. They did a lot of work. The work took longer than we expected, and we got to the end and we said, you know, all right, let's settle up. And they sent us a, they we're standing there and they're like yeah it's going to be twice what we quoted you and mm. i was like i don't think so and they were like well well yeah and i was like Mm-mm. like you said it was going to cost this much you didn't send the invoice you know it, it was a time that where we could have gotten really really ugly mm. like things could have gotten really bad and um my husband and I, we took a step back and we said you know hey you know we're not trying to take money out of your pocket but this is probably a life lesson for you that you need to charge what you're worth and so we had done, we took the other estimates that we had gotten, we put them together and we came up with a fair amount and we paid them more than what the original was because they did run into some issues. We, we understand that mm-hmm. and um, paid them a little bit more, but I really felt like it was a, a, a moment that you could mentor a younger couple. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been an entrepreneur. I know what that's like. I know how scary it can be to kind of walk into this new life and, um, and not be unsure of yourself and, and your skills and what you can do and putting together a team and leading them effectively. You know, it it really is. So my Mm. husband, I took that as being the, and I hate to say this, the, the older ones, the elder ones in the room. Mm. (laughs) It happens. Yeah. Take it as a, as a teaching moment. To let them know, you know, these are the things that you really need to do. You can be enthusiastic, but you really have to have your house in order or you'll never, ever be able to make the strides and to get to where you want to be. Right. So um, will I hire another young couple again? Probably, you know, but we will probably guide them along the path if Mm. we find that they're misstepping. I truly believe that, you know, we should be supporting Supporting other young entrepreneurs, it's so hard these days, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah. that was that was it, I, I guess. And I guess I kind of feel like all of my remodels have been transitions in my life. Hmm. You know, like it, they've been marked by transitions. And I, I didn't really think about that until we decided to come on to talk. And um, 
I'm sure I'm not the only person who that's marked by. You know, is it something that's unconscious? Maybe. You know, needing change, needing something new, um, providing something for somebody else like a gift. But in the end, every single one of my remodels has, I mean, lent great lessons, great experiences, and um, I wouldn't trade any of them Mm. at all. So do you have, um, let's say, two or three really big lessons you learned that other people can learn from? Big lessons. Yes. Always treat your relationships <laughs> as uh, as business, right? There's a place for business. There's a place for personal. If you like the person, you know what? Wait till the job's done mm. before you befriend them. I think mm. that's that's the biggest one. Yeah, that one was a not, good one. That one. That's hard. There, there are contractors that you meet that you really like. And I think that happened twice, right, with the contract, with the first contractor um, when my husband was sick and then with this young couple in our last remodel. I, you know, it just, we felt connected. So I think that that's number one is business is business and personal is personal. Wait till the job's done and then develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is, is uh, know what you're getting into. <laughs> our our 1890s remodel uh we were like oh this is great and we'd watched a hundred remodeling shows mm-hmm. thousands of them and thought oh how come we can't be like so and so and so and so we'll just go in there and tear down these walls and do this and do that and um yeah that's not it structural engineer uh yeah. hire one <laughs> he's your friend or she's your friend the structural engineer is a peace of mind that you'll yes need. yes most definitely um learn to really appreciate them and their suggestions because sometimes uh, what you think or maybe what your contractor thinks is needed may not be what's needed in there. And I think the third big lesson is you got to learn to roll with it. Things are going to come up and you just got to take a deep breath, take a step back and this too shall pass. You'll get through it. And um, you know, it's, I, the idea of remodeling is sexy. The work, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, and we, you know, we've got channels 24-7 that tell you it's an easy road. Mm-hmm. And um, always plan for longer than you ever anticipate. Yes. And uh, like I said, have a little bit of grace and you got to be flexible. You know, those are good, just life. That's good life advice, actually, beyond <laughs> just renovations, but... Yeah, I think these these a lot of these TV shows make it look like, um, you know, within a half an hour or an hour, whatever these shows are, it just gives a different impression than, and yeah. than how long it takes. And it just also wears on people having it underfoot every day, every day, every day. Exactly. And, you know, when you have huge life changes, things thinking about things like, will the doorways be wide enough if I have to have a wheelchair? You right. don't think about those things, you know, until you have to. Right. And um, one thing that we learned, too, was this, like, having a ramp on the front of the house. You have to be sometimes careful. I didn't know this, but, you know, it's a signal that there's somebody inside who may be, um, who may not be able to walk mm, or be impaired so in some way. Kind so, of advertising that there's somebody in there who yeah. could be vulnerable. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, it was, it was something I'd never thought about until somebody brought to my attention. I was like, huh, I don't know. I... I try to see the good in everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you true. have to be realistic about what's happening. Mm. I know. So yeah, that's pretty good. So what do you think we should call this episode? Transitions. I know remodeling for me has marked several transitions in my life. 
Right. And uh, I'm sure that there will be more. My my next home that I go to, the next Our House, will be a mid-century modern. Oh, yeah. We've You've already planned looking. that out. We've planned that out. And we've learned that our taste is um, organic modern. Mm. I love a slab table. Nice. Um, love glass. Love all that beautiful greenery. Lots of light. Yeah. That's... Um, that's super important. Definitely. And uh, yeah, being able to walk outside when I feel like it. I, I don't know if I'll be able to do that because I don't know where we're going to be going. I'm open to moving anywhere in the country. I've lived in a lot of different places from the East Coast to the West Coast and most places in between. Well, so uh, I hear the upper I know Midwest the has a lot of um, mid-century modern ranch type houses that are pretty great in Wisconsin yeah. specifically. Really? Yeah. Wow, I don't, I don't know if I can do the winters in Wisconsin. They're a little yeah, I know, but if you, if you, if you um, have a house down south somewhere, then you could have one up there. Sure. That's true. We yeah. could, we, we could get a third house. A third, um, yeah. Why not? Just get a third house. <laughs> do you still have that that house, the one that was on the other side of the tracks? I do not. I sold it to um, a young woman I mentored, and hmm. she wanted to get into real estate and. Uh, I was like, well, we're looking to get rid of this house because we want to do some other things. And I sold it to her and uh, she she took it and she ran and uh, she just got married, as a matter of fact. So oh. this weekend. So oh, congratulations. Great. Yeah. So um, happy endings all the way around. Um, the people that bought our the first house, um, they've been there for 15 years now. So. It's the one, kind of a, your original one with your, the original. With your first husband. Yeah. yeah. You think, so do you think there. he visited that house? Did you ever hear anything about that? Probably not. Um, No, we we left town. So mm. I don't Didn't think so, but he visits me. So oh, okay. <laughs> he well, visits he's, he's me in my dreams. So are. he knows where I'm at. Well, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. It's just leaving people behind when their whole families move off. It would be nice if the visitors followed their loved ones rather than just hung around their old bedroom. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I think she was maybe just a little confused on what side of the street to go to. Yeah, in her case, though, maybe it was better for her to stay on her side. Yeah, side. That, that, that too, that yeah. too. So, Well, thank you. So do you want to share your information in case anybody could use whatever sure. else you're doing? You've been, you've been talking about mentoring and... Um... Sure, sure. Yeah, I am. Um, my, my world outside of renovations is being a leadership coach and consultant. And you can find me at my website, uh, TeresaYunkin.com. There, there's a really great, um, there's a link to a quiz if you wanted to take it called, uh, Are You Ready? Are You Motivated to Change Your Leadership Style? Um, Right? Everybody kind of, well, that's not true. Many people may know what their leadership style is, and they may want something different. But, you know, are you really motivated to do it or not? It's a Mm. quick little quick little thing to kind of show you where you're at in that journey and um and you can find me on the website and getting all my contact information is there and um if you want to talk about home renovations you can book some time with me on the website too there's a (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot going on if you want to talk about living by coastal or with your parents you know Mm -hmm. like this whole sandwich generation i'm open for a conversation yeah. Lots of okay. lessons learned. Well, cool. Awesome. There's a lot to talk about. I've really <laughs> I've enjoyed talking to you about your um your whole experience with with your houses and your life and your you know your relationships building through the houses. Not all relationships 
managed to um, survive these mm-hmm. multiple renovations. <laughs> I'm glad yours did. <laughs> I mean, it does really test people because it involves almost everything. Yeah. That, you know, differences, differences in um, tolerance levels for all sorts of things. And exactly. expectations. But it sounds like I, you're pretty, pretty balanced yeah. and aware of all that, which is great. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I would say that second marriage is kind of like having to figure out all the new expectations and new hopes and dreams from what you had before yeah. to where you are now. And it really is a, it's, um, it's a journey. And we, we talked about, we talked about what this was going to look like because we knew what each other's trigger points were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. And so, that's yeah. That's mature of you. Yeah. Not, the, not everybody you, looks I at learned. their, their partners as well as, because you do have to kind of get ready for that, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of prep for it, right? It's even how much are you going to spend? Money's a big thing. Like, oh, you know, I pictured this and they may have pictured something out. They may have pictured the same thing, but differently. Mm-hmm. And then how do you, you know, how do you negotiate those difficult conversations? Like, I think that's ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think that I don't want that in my house, yeah. you know, so at my house, right? Not right. our house, but my right. house. My house. So, yeah. Yeah. Those, yep. those are it. It's a, it's a relationship builder or terror downer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess well, you have to renovate your relationship at that point. Yeah. Yeah, when I've been. Done. I've worked with couples where I mean, there's a lot of that that goes on when I'm working with two people and they don't agree and they're expecting me to settle it. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a lot of emotionality tied to it, right? Your mm-hmm. identity, your like um, how you grew up, mm-hmm. like you know what what you thought in your mind. Like I grew up with this in my house, and I like it this way. You know, mm-hmm. and you may not be with a person who values that or um, feels yeah. the same way. Maybe they had something different. I always That's think true. about that story about, you know, the the young woman who always, she buys a roast and she always cuts off both ends and mm-hmm. she puts it in the pot and she cooks it. You know what I mean? Right, and yeah. it's like, and why do you always do that? She doesn't know why she does way? it. Exactly. Yep. And a lot of times I think that we tie that to our, to our home. So I think, I know for us, it was important for us to find our place. A place that we that we felt like was ours. Yeah. And even in our two homes, you know, here, we don't feel like this is ours. We always talk about our next place is going to be like when we find our our place, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be down the road at some time. But, you know, we're thinking about it and talking about it and um, it's going to be a long range plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we have plenty of time to dream. That's great. Well, that's the most fun part of it for me is dreaming and dreaming with your partner about what your lives are going to be like or what they could be like in certain kinds of houses, I think is pretty fun. Yeah. Of course, I think it's fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to sitting in a a beautiful leather chair and watching the sun come up in the window with a hot cup of coffee in the morning. Okay. Well, that's very specific. You can can make that happen. I'm going to. Yeah. (laughs) I don't doubt it. I bet you will. Join my Facebook group, Talking Home Renovations Together, where we have past guests and homeowners, architects, contractors, all there together to discuss any issue that might come up. On Clubhouse, we have a little chat on Saturday mornings at 10. We have a regular room. That's the Talking Home Renovations Club. Instagram, of course. Just join me over there. I've been giving tips. I'm committed to giving a thousand tips. There's no end to that. I don't know when I'll finish, but... 
I have said in thanks for a thousand followers that I would give a thousand tips. So I'm on my way for doing that. Subscribe to the show and tell all your friends. And if you have extra time in your life, if you could give a review or a rating, that, that really helps with my discoverability is what I'm told. Just wanted to thank the people of Armenia who were listening to the show, still number one over there, which gives me a little, I feel pleased that people are listening and enjoy the show. So thank you. And get in touch anytime at TalkingHomeRenovations.com has all the information how to reach me. Um, also, transcripts, episode enhancements, and past episodes. This podcast is a member of Gable Media. Check out the other podcasts and shows that are part of that network at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care. Take care.